Hi guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I am so excited because I feel like I have a juicy amount of content and things that I want to talk about so badly this week. So you always know that it's going to be a good podcast episode when I go into it, feeling like I'm just bursting with things I want to share with you. So I am pumped to be able to sit down and chat for an hour or so, but thank you so much for listening. I feel like I tend to say that at the end, but I'm not sure how many people are still listening by the end. So thank you so much for choosing me and this podcast as your podcast of choice at the moment. It means the world and I love it so much because I genuinely feel like I'm just on FaceTime right now or I guess a phone call with a friend and I'm e- and I'm able to just dish all about the most random stuff. So this week, I thought that it'd be kind of fun to talk about some celebrity stories that I have, celebrities that I've met or stuff like that. And there is a reason why I picked this topic. Um, I kind of feel like I spend my weeks with the podcast in the back of my mind, kind of wondering, oh, what would the next episode be about? What's going on this week that would make a good episode? And this one truly did fall into my lap because without giving away the story too soon, I had a celebrity spotting this week and I was very surprised by it. I did not see it coming and I I actually wrote it down underneath my little list of things that happened this week that I want to tell the pod and it made me realize that that would make a really fun main topic for this week is diving into other celebrity spottings or celebrities that I've met and kind of talking about that because I find it so interesting and so fun um, as a listener to hear about stories like that. I was listening to the Good Influences podcast a while ago and they had this as one of their topics one week where they all just shared celebrity stories that they had and they're all like influencers you know so they had some really juicy ones some of mine are juicy too i think um so yeah that's gonna be this week's episode but before we get into that i always like to set the scene and kind of chat about my week and do a weekly recap i usually try to avoid recording the podcast so late at night but it is 12.45 a.m. Thursday evening. It's always that like crunch, that last minute, like I have to film Thursday night to get it up or not film. I'm so used to saying that as a YouTuber, but I have to record the podcast to get it up by Friday. And some weeks I'm really good, but then some weeks I feel like I want the week to play out so that I have things to talk about. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter, but it's late and... I'm actually having a little glass of wine as I record. I haven't done this since season one. I used to drink, well, I used to drink a lot more in my younger 20s, but I used to drink for almost every single podcast recording that I would do because I thought it helped kind of loosen up my topics and talking, but I've taken it really seriously, season two, guys. Like, I... I haven't drank at all because I've been so focused on recording, but it just felt right. It's a hot summer night, and I'm having a little glass of Pinot Grigio from Trader Joe's. It's so good. I love dry wine, like dry red wine, dry white wine, dry beer, I guess. Not really dry beer, though. With beer, it's described more as like hoppy, 
but it's really good. So I'm going to have to take a photo of the wine bottle that I got so I can make sure to get this kind again. Um, I'm also, I mean, I know no one really cares about this, but maybe you do. I usually do listen back one time through the podcast just to make sure that the sound is sounding (laughs) and sounds good. Um, But because it's so late, I'm going to try to just record this and get it uploaded. So usually I don't have long pauses where if I am taking a break, you wouldn't know. But if I sneak a sip in, I apologize for the long pauses that may occur. Okay. I hope everyone had a great week. Weekly recap time. Um, This week was really fun. I, like I mentioned in last week's episode, the, the day that the episode went out last Friday, Ashton and I went to Stillwater, Minnesota. So fun. Cute little river town. It's about an hour from me, maybe like 45 minutes from Ashton. It's really not that far from the city and it's right on the St. Croix River, which if you're not from the area... St. Croix separates Wisconsin from Minnesota. So when you're on the river, if you're sitting on the Minnesota side, across the river is Wisconsin and vice versa. It's kind of fun. Um, But I've been to Stillwater before, but not in a while. And it's one of those little historic, like, cobblestoned towns with a street that's called Main Street. And they have the cutest little shops um, and, like, candy shops and all of that. So... We went to go antiquing. They have such great antique stores, seriously. Like, the one that we went to, I think it was Midtown Mall. It was three stories. So huge. I will say that the antique stores in Stillwater are definitely pricier. Um, And maybe it's because of the location and the fact that they can get away with that. But, I mean, even... I saw these cups at one of the antique stores and they're from a set that I actually found at a different antique store and I bought. It's the two little mini green cups that I'm going to use for espresso if you watch the vlogs. And I got those for a dollar at a different Minnesota antique store. I found that set at Stillwater at one of their antique stores and they had that priced for $7 for each cup. So whereas I got two cups for $2, if I did that in Stillwater, it would be $14. And I noticed it right away with like candlesticks. There were these beautiful candlesticks that I wanted, but it was $40. Um, Yeah, just insane prices, but still really fun. I did splurge a little bit, but you have to, right? When you're there and it's like, especially with antiques, it's not like you can just go online and order it, you know? Like when I see something that I cannot pass up, I kind of have to jump on it and I'll tend to like walk around an antique store with something and if I cannot, like if I have to get it, I'll get it. Well, not have to, but you know what I mean. Um, So I did get a a few things. I also vlogged this day and I don't know when that vlog will come out because I'm a few videos behind right now, but when it does, you'll see like the full haul, but it was really fun. It was honestly perfect, beautiful out. Um, We did a few patios. Oh, Stillwater has a speakeasy, uh, which was really fun. I love a good, like a really good hard to find speakeasy, like traditional. Because some bars will do like a classic speakeasy theme or they'll say that they're speakeasy, but it's no different than walking into a different bar. There are a couple in Minnesota. And if you're from Minnesota, I feel like you would appreciate this. 
And if you ever want to visit, like take notes. My favorite speakeasy so far is Volstead's in Uptown. It's very traditional. I feel like at least the locals and the people that have been here a while know of it. Um, and I've known of it since high school and I could not wait until I was old enough to go. It's in the alleyway behind Uptown on Lindale, but like no signs, nothing. You have to walk. It's a little sus, but you'll be fine. You walk down the alley to the door with the red light and then it has like the little slot in the metal door too where a guy can like look at you guys and determine whether or not you come in you don't need a reservation it might help some nights but you usually only wait outside for a couple of minutes before he'll let you in you go downstairs and it is like the roaring 20s it's so fun all of the booths have like frames picture frames that open up and that's how they serve you like through the booth which was really fun there's a bookshelf that is a doorway they have this beautiful moon mural painting where a jazz artist will play so like one night one of ashton's friend was playing i think it's a trumpet that he plays i should know my instruments i think it was a trumpet it's also my memory that i'm trying to like remember but we went to see him and it gives off like La La Land vibes and like a little speakeasy. But it's so, it's such an experience. It is kind of pricey. But if you're going for like a fun experience, aware that the drinks are overpriced, have a good time. Actually, to be honest, last time I went, I just did um, Prosecco instead of like a cocktail. And if you get like a glass of wine of any sort, it's so cheap. I think it was like 9 or $10 for a glass, which is very average. And it beats like the $18 cocktail that they'll make you. But really fun. Um, the kitchen too. The kitchen door is like a fireplace. So they are pretty traditional. And it's fun to like find because it's so tucked away. That's my favorite. Um, there's also this speakeasy called Cardinal in Minnesota that is so hard to find. The website is literally a code. And you have to like dig through the website to find out how to make a reservation there's no address you have to go there and like look for it and they tell you not to park on the street there's no information on it on the internet and you are not allowed to bring your phone in so there's no pictures of it online either you have to either leave your phone in the car at home or they can like lock it up for you i want to try to find that one so bad it's called the cardinal room and now that it's summer i think ashton and i totally will try to find it because i wanted to wait until it was warm enough where we can walk around it's just not going to be fun if it's dark at 5 p.m and covered in snow and we're trying to find wherever i think it's like in somebody's house like it looks like a house on a suburban block i think from what i've heard online so yeah that one would be fun but stillwater had a speakeasy that according to their website was supposed to seem harder to find but it really wasn't. It was just like a bar in a basement, but it was still fun. Definitely like the classy Roaring Twenties energy down there. Like I said, I love a good speakeasy. So we explored that. We also drove a little bit out of the town to go to a hiking area and found some caves. It was really fun. If you're in Minnesota and you need like an easy day trip or a quick one night staycation, if you're like close enough to do so, if you haven't explored Stillwater yet, I would really recommend it. We had the best time, and it's just such a sweet, like, old town type of feel. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of, like, staycations like that, I also love Duluth in Minnesota, so we're going to go up there as well next month, I think. We've kind of, this would be our third trip up there, me and my partner. 
Um, I love Duluth, though. I've been there since I was basically an infant. So it's another good little Minnesota staycation, day trip, quick up north trip. Um, If you're from the Midwest, maybe it is like a Minnesota thing when you say up north. That's got to just be Minnesota. Um, It's really common for people here to just like go up north for the summer or yeah, we're going up north for the weekend, aka like Duluth, Two Harbors, Grand Marais. Great time. Anyway, back to my week. Um, We had a... um, Oh my God, I'm looking at my list right now. Sorry. So I meant to talk about this sooner. Sorry, I'm a little rambly. I don't know. I know I don't really mind. I always try to put myself in the mindset of like a podcast listener because I listen to so many podcasts and the things that I overthink or like worry about in terms of how I do my own. I think about if I would care if the podcasters I enjoy listening to did that or said that, and I realized I don't because I just enjoy their podcast, you know? So I know you guys are chill, but um, I wanted to talk about tonight and the reason why I'm starting so late uh, with recording this, and that is because my little brother is a cello player and he's an orchestra and he had like the end of the school year orchestra concert, which is, it was really cute. It was exactly as it sounds, like a kid's orchestra concert. But I went to that tonight with my family and it was really sweet. He, like I said, he plays the cello and he's so small. This little boy is like four feet tall, maybe. So seeing him with like a huge cello is pretty funny but he's really good and he just picked it up this year um out of nowhere he just decided he wanted to play the cello and i'm glad that he is so passionate about it and honestly like my little brother definitely has my grandmother's musical talent because he can pick up anything and like be able to play a song if he's thinking of a song he'll just sit down at the piano and play it by ear so he's got gifts and it it was really cool to see him in his first concert ever because he definitely bounced around a few times with schools and homeschooling so it's great that he got to experience like his first school concert and he was I didn't realize how big of a deal I guess I should have thought like assumed this but I didn't realize how big of a deal it was for me to show up tonight But when I got there tonight, my other brother was saying like, yeah, he's been talking about it all week about how he wants you to go tonight and how like even before our mom asked me about it, he was like, Michaela's coming. So it was really special to him and a big deal. And that meant a lot too, because you always see those videos on TikTok of like the kids reactions when they see like their parents at a show and it's, you know, about how important it is just to show up for a kid. And I got to feel that tonight. And he like literally looked at me as he was walking on stage. And I was like waving and smiling and trying to get him to break character because he was like so serious. (laughs) But it was really cute. So I'm glad that we went to that. And then I just hung out at my parents' place way too late. It was past everybody's bedtime, but we went through some family photos and it was great to see them. So that was tonight. And then I, speaking of like tonight though, and my day, I... I have on my list of things to tell you guys, traumatic bunny story. I debated if I wanted to share this on the podcast, but I haven't really talked about it today besides texting my partner Ashton all about it. Um, So maybe I should tell someone what happened, but I had a really traumatic afternoon today at my pool. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever not feel so guilty about it, but I, I was in shock during when this happened. Um, 
yeah and I don't know at this point I it's really sad and I just don't I don't know I'll talk about it I feel like I need to vent a little bit but um I went to my pool for the first time this summer today and I was really excited about it I love my pool days I could I spent all of last summer at my pool so I was really excited to like have that initiation and go back and I have a favorite spot in my favorite corner because it gets a little bit of shade from a nearby tree and it's just a little bit tucked away so you know there's usually some kids at the pool and whatever but if I'm at this one spot it's quieter and not in anybody's way and I like it so that's my corner and I went there today and I pulled over one of the pool chairs to like my favorite spot and as I was pulling a chair over to where I wanted it to be, um, a tiny little thing scampered away from underneath my chair. And I thought it was a chipmunk at first. Um, and it ran right into the pool. And that's when I realized it was a baby bunny. And this is also when I realized and learned that baby bunnies have a natural instinct to swim. Because I doubt this little guy had been taking swimming lessons or in a pool at all, but he was so scared because I moved this chair that he was underneath that he darted right into the pool. And I thought he was going to just go under, but he immediately started swimming so fast. I was like jaw dropped a little bit in shock that he was like a swimmer. He looked like a little tiny beaver. Like, he knew what to do. He looked like a little dog paddling. But I was so genuinely surprised that bunnies know how to swim because you never associate bunnies with water. But, I mean, it's, it's a really good innate skill to have. Anyway, so he's swimming as fast as he can across the pool. I'm in shock still. And he gets to the other side of the pool and he tries to hop out and he cannot reach. And I'm watching him because I'm so scared and I'm just hoping that he can hop out and run away, but he can't get it. And he's not like drowning or going under either. Like he was literally just treading water, just floating there. So I walk over to the other side of the pool and I had this moment of like, I don't know if I'm allowed to touch you because you shouldn't. Like if you, if you can, you shouldn't. If you have the option not to, you shouldn't touch baby an- wild animals, obviously. And I didn't want to, like, touch him if I knew it was bad. But this poor thing was in the water. So I realized, like, I don't know. I didn't want to, like, damage him more. But I had that, like, point two second of, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to touch you, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I gently scooped up this little baby bunny, literally the size of a tiny chipmunk, traumatized, shaking, and at first I set him down immediately because I am I just expected him to dart off and he didn't. So I scooped him up again because that was like right on the concrete, not the best area. So, um, and <sighs> I feel so bad. Um, I scooped him up and I put him in this like grassy shade area on the other side of the pool gate. So um, kind of by bushes. And he didn't move at first. I think he was in complete shock, Um, but he was okay, like out of the water, eyes open, drenched in chlorine. Like, I really hope he's okay from that. Um, And I go back to my chair and I'm trying to get over what just happened. I'm like a little bit in shock too, because it was just a bizarre minute and a half of my entering the pool, you know? And I'm trying to figure out like how that even happened. But as I'm sitting in my pool chair, I notice a tuft of 
like grass and fur underneath on one of the chair stakes, like chair legs, stair bo- chair bottoms. And it was like drug through the grass. Um, and I like knew I probably like had a feeling he like was in a nest or in a huddle. So I'm looking underneath my chair and I find it. I find the baby bunny nest that had been disturbed by me. And that's where I feel so guilty because my chair, the leg of the chair went right into the nest. And I really hope I didn't injure any of the babies. Um, But I definitely scared the one that ran into the pool. And that's when I realized I put him not by his nest. Oh my God. I'm like so ashamed to even share this on the podcast because I feel so bad about it. Um, But I really like... Like, I was near tears and I couldn't enjoy the pool. Like, this destroyed my whole day because I felt so guilty. Um, But as soon as I realized that he had come from a nest, I went right back to where I dropped him gently, where I dropped... I meant to say dropped him off, where I... (laughs) Like, he's a kid at school. I I went right back to, like, the grassy, shady spot where I put him because I was going to bring him back to his nest, but he was gone, which I guess is good because he hopped off, but also bad because I don't... I hope he's okay. Um... So I look in the nest and the babies in there, I think they're alive. Like I really just wanted to make sure I didn't hurt them, but I couldn't tell because they were all like cuddled up. Um, So I just put a chair over the nest so that it was shady, but it was exposed. Like I tried to put the grass over it, but I couldn't do like as good of a job as the mom did. And I'm reading my book, aware that there is a pile of baby bunnies next to me and I start to hear these high-pitched little squeals and I don't know they could have been they could have been like the gate of the pool a windmill windmill a plane they could have been a bird like I know there's so many other options but in my mind I kept thinking like that's him. That's the baby. And he's crying because he doesn't know where he is or he's scared or he's in pain. So I literally spent my whole pool day Googling all these questions about like, can bunnies survive outside of the nest? What does it mean when a bunny cries? Will a mom like go back to find her baby? Like what happens to a nest if it's been just like all of these questions? I went down a a literal rabbit hole. (laughs) And I guess, okay, positive note, bunnies can swim and if he could survive the pool and hopped away he should be able to survive in wild second um i didn't know that bunnies were on their own at three weeks old and so i started googling three week old baby bunnies and they say that if a bunny can open its eyes flop its ears and like hop like a bunny or how like has the bunny texture fur it's old enough where it's on its own and this bunny had all of it its eyes were opened. It like had the bunny fur. It was hopping around. It looked small, but if it could do all of that and swim, according to Google, it was old enough where like the mom wouldn't even like be there or like come back to it. Um, but then I'm thinking, you know, they're still in a nest. So if they're in a nest tucked in, wouldn't they be too little? They might be like right on the cusp of on their own because they they were they looked like the age of the baby bunnies that Google said were on their own. Either way, I'm really, really worried 
about this baby bunny nest that is underneath the pool chairs because that was just me today that did that. But what if tomorrow comes and another person does it and doesn't realize? Or like there's just so many what ifs and it freaks me out. And I really, I really hope that that mama bunny came back, saw that a baby was missing and A, found it. But then B, realized that the nest had been disturbed and moves her babies. Because Google also told me that the mom will move the babies to a safer spot. I don't know. I'm really stressed. I feel so guilty. I was not okay this afternoon thinking about how, like, I'm the reason that a, a mom lost her baby tonight. And that just broke me. I feel like... I haven't done this personally, knock on wood, but whenever I see videos of it on TikTok, um, I feel like how people feel when they accidentally run over like a squirrel. Like that guilt and pain and sadness. I know no one died, hopefully, in this instance, but I like chlorine is not good for a baby bunny. Being wet like that probably isn't good either. Being away from it, like, I feel so bad. And in that moment, I didn't know. And that's, like, my biggest regret is that I put him down in the closest shady spot. Because in my mind, I just thought, I shouldn't be holding you right now. I'm only doing this to get you safe. I'm going to put you down as soon as I can. Like, don't even worry about it. But, like, looking back, I should have walked back over to my chair with it. But I just didn't even think that he would be coming from a nest because he sprinted so fast but hopefully he's okay you know everyone that I've told which is really just my boyfriend today and like Google and my mom said that if he's he sounds like he's old enough to like survive and be on his own and that he's going to be just fine um and to let nature do its thing but I'm really worried because my pool, like it's a grassy area. It's going to get mowed. And if that nest is still there, like I just hope that they know to run when they hear the loud noises and that they just hop away. I don't know. I'm really stressed um, because of this baby bunny incident. And I don't know if I can ever go back to my pool. And when I do, because I probably will, um, I'm going to be really hyper aware of baby bunnies and I just hope I don't see like one floating in the pool because that's like my big nightmare right now is that something similar is going to happen and it's just or what if when they do leave the nest they go the wrong way and they go toward the pool and then can't get out because like the pool isn't covered they're inside of a like a gated pool I don't know I saw something online too about how like baby or mother rabbits always pick like the worst spots for nests that are like in dangerous areas but then I said that to Ashton and he was like don't mom shame her (laughs) so I'm not trying to bunny mom shame here but I don't know building a nest underneath a pool chair probably wasn't the best idea Okay, sorry, I just had a sip of wine. But speaking of wine, I also went to a winery this week. Again, if you live in Minnesota, I feel like I I have really good recs. So if you're ever in Minnesota, like I have tried a lot of places. Um, I'll give you some great ideas. One of them being wineries out in Waconia. It's only about 30 to 45 minutes out of the city, but depending on where you're staying, it could be closer. Waconia is beautiful. There's a big lake and they have two really beautiful wineries out there. So Ashton and I went to the winery at 
the sovereign estate stunning property like you will forget that you're in minnesota here because it's just rows and rows of grape bushes or grapevines and at the end of the rows of grapes is a lake so you just see water it's beautiful and they have really really good wine um you know you might be a little bit skeptical about wine that is made in minnesota but it was so yummy i am definitely someone too that gets like blotchy or red if I drink low quality alcohol. Like if I have cheap wine, I'll get really blotchy in the face because I'm allergic to like sulfates and I don't know, I just get red when I drink. But if I have something that's a bit more expensive or high quality, I notice that I don't break out as much. And I got this white wine there and none of them have like Malbec, Merlot, Cabernet, Pinot Grigio. Like, there's no names that you'd recognize, which is kind of tough because I didn't know what would taste like what. But of course, they have like what it's made with underneath. So I just asked the person working, like, hey, I love dry white wine, nothing sweet, like super dry. What do you have? And she gave me this one and it was so good. Absolutely perfect to what I was looking for. Um, and they have a really great outdoor open patio space, live music, food, a lot of lawn space. So there were so many kids and families there, um, lots of little babies. And just like there was a, there was a dad flying a kite with his kids and it's huge. Like it's an estate. So there's a lot of space um, and you can like take the wine glass down with you and go on a walk. Ashton and I walked through the, the rows of grapes. So it was so fun, so beautiful. That was my second time there. I went in November the first time, so very different vibe. But even then, it was really enjoyable. They had like a huge bonfire outside in November, and you kept really toasty. And I learned that grapevines are in full bloom in fall because when I went, the bushes were huge and verdant and full, and like you could play hide and seek down there. But oh, that's Marnie knocking over everything in sight. Um, but when we went last week at the end of May, the vines and bushes were like skinny, like they were not full yet. They were small. They weren't taller than me, but I was looking at photos to compare it. And it's crazy because I was trying to tell Ashton, like, I'm pretty sure you couldn't see between the rows of grapes when I went last time. Like they were big, like you could hide down here. So I went back through photos and I was right. So it's just crazy. But I did learn that, you know, they're not quite in bloom yet. And there were like full grapes on the vines in November because my friend and I were trying them. They were super sour, but they were they were there. Um, but yeah, the winery in Waconia is so fun. There is another one like a mile away from that one that I haven't been to yet in Waconia, but I'd love to try it. You don't really think of Minnesota of as like a place that could have wineries like that, but they exist and they're beautiful and they're worth the drive if you like wine. Um, so we did that. And then we actually went to Maynard's in Excelsior, which again is on the water. Really fun. Highly recommend. Don't ever go on a weekend though. Like it's chaotic. It's busy. It's messy. You are fighting to the death for a table outside because it's seat yourself to the point where like you will be standing around tables hovering like hawks and you you become hyper aware of like 
when a check is placed on a table so that you can grab it as soon as they get up and people get fierce for a table. So I would avoid going on a weekend when that's the behavior, but we went with some friends of mine, did a little double date. So fun, right on the water, definitely like a Minnesota summer activity that I was really looking forward to do um, and just had a couple drinks and like apps. Uh, I just love to like the sunset on boats. Like I want to be on a boat so bad. And if I can't be on a boat, I'll be on a dock surrounded by boats with beer and food and a good sunset. So we did that last weekend and I wanted to bring this up because there are always certain places I feel like in your hometown where you just know you're going to see someone that you know or like certain hot spots where people from your high school just hang out and and I know I know where to avoid it or just like be prepared if I am going to that place but as soon as I stepped foot on the property like within 30 seconds someone walked directly by me that was from my high school I don't think she saw me but I saw her and I was not surprised that she was there but she like walked right by to go to the bathroom and that was like the tone of the night I was like, oh, I'm going to see people from high school tonight. And I saw like four more people, one of them. And I'm not like avoiding them. Most of them were kind of from a distance or people that like just walked right by and we didn't really acknowledge each other. But there was one where I literally like looked her in the eye and I'm not the type. This is what I was saying, too, is I'm not like the type to avoid people from my past or like acknowledge someone and then look away and like not talk to them like I I I wouldn't mind a quick catch-up so if you're from my past and you see me don't be afraid to like say hi (laughs) but there was this one girl that I walked right by her table and she looked at me we made eye contact and I smiled and I was gonna like you know acknowledge her and as soon as she locked eyes with me she like looked down and looked away which was kind of a bummer. I didn't really know her. She was in a different grade, but it was still one of those moments of like, hey, I know we follow, like, I know we know each other and I know we follow each other on everything and like each other's pics. Like, I don't know. That was kind of sad because I would have, I would have said hi, but at least I smiled, right? So it was basically like a second high school reunion at this restaurant, which again, if you're from my high school, if you're from the area, if you are familiar with Maynard's, that should not be a surprise. Like, that is the place. But what I was surprised by is um, who I saw that night. And I honestly would not have even noticed this person if it wasn't for my friend. But we were, again, hovering like hawks for tables. So we were looking everywhere. And suddenly, my friend Alana, who I was with, goes, oh my god, that's Michelle from The Bachelor. And I look up right as she's walking by and the bachelorette, Michelle, walks right by us, like Michelle Young. And she's kind of been like a Minnesota, I don't know, person that you talk to anyone in Minnesota and somebody will say that they knew her or knew her ex or ran into her. Like the person that does my hair Um, said that Michelle used to go to her salon. So like right before they started filming The Bachelorette, she came in to get her hair and eyebrows done. And it was like two days before my appointment. So my hairstylist was like, yeah, she was just in here the other day. And it was like so exciting. And she was obviously like telling them a little bit about it. Um, 
And I was telling one of my friends about how I ran into Michelle this night, and she said she ran into her at a Twins game. So, or this other person that I got dinner with like a year ago, um, she used to see the brother of Joe, who was the guy from Minnesota on her season that he had known her before. I don't know. That's like deep into Bachelor lore. But if you're familiar, it's like someone here is always connected because that's just how small Minneapolis really is. And I know everyone kind of says that. Like people from Chicago are like, it's a small town. Again, Bachelor lore. Anna Redman, when she said Chicago was a small city and you know everyone. But that's how it feels when you go out and you have like the same crowd, same people, same type of places that you visit. And like my school was small, but I see I see those people everywhere. <laughs> but um, what I was getting at, though, sorry, I took a sip of wine and then I lost my train of thought with this. But it was about how, like, everyone here, small town, knows Michelle. Yeah, so it was almost, oh, I was going to also add that when she got, when it was her season, like her bachelorette season, and they kind of, like, told more of her story, um, she worked at Bloomington Elementary School, Bloomington High School. I had an apartment in Bloomington seven blocks away from this. Like, I would walk around that playground when I would go on, like, a walk. So that was kind of bizarre to think about how, like, a random teacher was appearing on The Bachelor suddenly and making out with Matt James, um, who, like, worked a few blocks away from me. And then I guess she lived in Edina, which is on par um and her parents were in like a certain I don't want to like dox everyone I guess but these are like old addresses like I don't live there anymore and neither does she so that was also so crazy to think of when I was like wow I'm literally just blocks away from her work commute before she went on the show um but yeah she before I get into it she looked better than ever like glowing snatched so fit so happy, white as teeth. She was with a pretty big group of people. I want to say like eight to 10 people kind of like following her around. And this is where I'm going to get like pretty honest and just say it as it is. Um, And I understand that, you know, first impressions are not always accurate and people can have a bad day and people are, you know, valid and able to respond any way that they prefer and to be fair I didn't say anything I didn't go up to her it immediately like it kind of felt like as she passed us and Alana and I both made eyes and looked at her she probably could tell right away that we recognized her by our faces um but by that her friends like immediately turned their shoulders away from us, like blocked her in. And then Michelle looked down. So it, it seemed like she didn't want attention. Um, and honestly, like neither would I, if some girls came up to me and was like, oh my God, I watched your failed engagement. Can I get a picture? Like, it's gotta be a really weird, um, thing to be known for when you're not proud of like the franchise. And I know that like she, uh, walked out of like the last bachelor thing that she went to um again this is like deep into the lore but I think it was last year's bachelorette's final rose with Gabby and Rachel 
I think that's where this conversation went. And Michelle was in the audience and kind of highlighted um, when they got to Gabby's winner, Eric, he was kind of under heat on social media at the time because I think it was racist. It's always racist tweets or blackface, but he did either or or both or something. And it had resurfaced during his time on The Bachelor. So you would assume they would bring that up during after the final rose and talk about it. Um, and then as soon as they got into that hotspot segment, uh, it was really quick when you realized, oh, they're not going to address this. Um, and then the camera cuts and you see Michelle standing up and leaving the taping and going backstage. And then she made a statement on Instagram saying something like, we need to be held accountable for, like, this is not okay. It cannot be brushed over. Like, we need to have the uncomfortable conversations because, you know, as she should. So to my knowledge, that is the last Bachelor thing that she had been part of. So she might just be really, like, not happy and not wanting to be known from The Bachelor, which, again, I understand. So either way, she just kind of gave off the energy that she didn't want anyone to notice her. And also, like, nobody else seemed to notice her either. Like, we were looking around and nobody knew she was there. Everyone was drunk, but, like, I guess I wouldn't have noticed her either if Alana didn't notice her, but... um. My friend that met her at a Twins game said that she gave off the same energy and kind of seemed like she didn't want to talk. Um, And part of me is thinking, like, that's fair. But then also I'm like, okay, but you did also sign up for this. Like, you signed up for a TV show and you agreed to be The Bachelorette. But whatever. I mean, I know things can... Feelings can change and they broke up and she lives back in Minnesota now. So who knows? But... um. Yeah, so we ran into her as she was walking by and sat down at a table with, like, eight people. And, okay, this is where I was going to say, like, I'm going to be a little honest here. And these girls and guys that she was with, oh, I hope they are her genuine friends because they gave off the opposite energy. They looked they looked mean. Oh, and I have a really mean girl bathroom story from this night to get into later, too. But the people that she was with didn't look nice approachable and I think I even said something to Alana like I hope these aren't like new friends like since everything happened like I hope she knows them really well and that they're like friends from before because they just didn't seem like the type of people that I would want and again I'm making assumptions based on impressions but they seemed a little scary like I would have I would be intimidated for sure um and what's really funny is I looked at her Instagram story from that night and she reposted a story of her doing push-ups on the floor, which by the way, if you go to Maynard's, don't ever touch the ground. It's so nasty. So I don't know why she was doing that, but I like looked at the profile of the guy that posted it and he has like 800 followers, but he paid for Meta Verified. So there's that. And if you're familiar with YZ and Excelsior and that crowd, I mean, no hate, I'm down there all the time, but there is a certain aesthetic and type of person that lives there and enjoys the extravagant life. And yeah, she was kind of with that crowd, so it was surprising. But I spent the whole time sitting there in the booth with Alana and Ashton and Alana's boyfriend being like, I cannot believe she's right over there. And we could see her sitting down and we couldn't go up to her. I would have loved to say hi if it was like 
in the moment or be I don't know if I would have asked for a pick. Maybe if I was drunk enough and we were like chit-chatting it up enough, I probably could have, but she just didn't give off that energy. Like she head down looking away. She was having fun, but like she was shouldered in and she did not want people to know who she was, which I respect her privacy and I I genuinely feel like it came from a point of like I'm sick of people knowing me from The Bachelor because it's it wasn't the best time of my life. I could be so wrong, but that's just what I kind of got from the situation. But crazy, like I had my moment where I ran into like a local celebrity in my mind. Um, okay, the bathroom story though from this night, before we get into other celebrities that I've met and like the juicy core of this episode, I had, maybe I shouldn't go back to Maynard's because I honestly, like it was fun, but stressful and like I had the weirdest bathroom time (laughs) that sounds so weird to say um I was genuinely shook by how mean these girls were I almost Alana said you should make a TikTok about it but I also just like what if they saw it and like I don't know I guess I I still could but I don't want to sound like a complaining person um okay so you know how like the girl's bathroom at a drunk place is a party. It's a vibe. Everyone is happy and like complimenting each other's outfits and just being great. There's always a line, like line out the door. Um, But besides that, you make friends in line. You talk, you compliment each other's outfits in line. So I'm in line. I'm almost to the front. And there's this girl in front of me, like two people in front of me, two people were in, in between us. It's like one person by themselves. And then this friend and then this blonde girl. And I've kind of like just been like zoning out at her, you know, like I noticed her engagement ring and thought it was really pretty. And I noticed her outfit and I was kind of just like staring through her, like waiting for the line to move. And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like judge, but she definitely looked like those, like she looked like a really pretty blonde girl that could be really mean. And she's talking to her friend. She's next in line. She's waiting a little bit. And then she gives her friend this smirk. And she turns around. And this is where I was like, what the fuck is happening? And she goes to the stalls. And she starts banging on each stall, saying, let's hurry it up, ladies. Let's keep it going. I was like, what the fuck? And literally the girls in the stalls, when she knocked, they were like, what? Because you just don't do that. And that's when she said, let's keep it going, ladies. And in this one stall, there were two girls, which very common at places. I mean, saves you space in line. You pee faster. You, I mean, I did that that night with my friend Alana. So, like, it's just common for girls to do that. Um, I, I assume only girls listen to my podcast, too. So I guess everyone would know that. But the stall with the two girls in them, her friend in the stall goes... She's literally peeing. And this blonde girl that's knocking on the doors was like, you guys have been there for a while. Like, let's keep the line moving. And the girl in the stall is like, what do you want us to do? She's peeing. And it just killed the vibe. Like, the whole bathroom was like, what the fuck? And people weren't talking. They got out of the stall. This blonde girl gets in. I almost turned to the girl next to me who was by herself to say something. But again, I didn't know the girl by herself's energy or vibe. I didn't like want to say anything. And like, I don't know. I was nervous, but I, I think I was just in shock that that even happened because who 
does that? Like, we are literally all just drunk peeing. No one was in there that long either. And she was, like, mean and scary. And, yeah, it just, like, I've never had, like, a mean drunk girl in the bathroom. It's always been, like, fun. And, I mean, I did get the casual, like, common drunk girl bathroom moment because after the blonde after the blonde girl got into a stall to pee honestly I wanted to knock on her stall so badly and be like hurry it up bitch <laughs> that's mean I've had wine you can yeah anyway once she got into a stall and was peeing the girl that got into line behind me she did compliment my top and I talked to her for a little bit and told her you know about my shirt and all that and she was sweet and that's the the nice sweet drunk conversation that I like to see in the girls bathroom at events but I went back to the table and I was I literally like I wasn't that drunk but like I had a couple beers in me but I literally texted Ashton in the bathroom in all caps being like mean girls in the bathroom (laughs) because it was it reminded me of middle school like it was so terrifying so that's my my scary mean girl bathroom story that I have from that night but what a wild time like I honestly at this point don't know if I would recommend Maynard's I'd have to know you because I would be able to tell if you would enjoy it or if it would be a place for you to avoid and honestly like I know that Ashton will probably never go back when we were just get first of all it took us a billion years to park we did park really far away but he he felt bold and thought maybe I can park in the lot didn't happen it's so busy. So as soon as we got there, Ashton was like, why did we come here again? It wasn't his crowd. But um, if you like boats and being on the water and having that young crowd scene, you might enjoy it. I genuinely would have to know whether or not it's for you. But um, if you like running into half your high school or half of my high school, you might enjoy it. <laughs> The only other thing that I have on my list of my weekly recap, oh my God, 50 minutes in. Wow, maybe I shouldn't drink when I'm film recording because I I talked for a long time and we're still getting through the weekly recap. Oh my goodness. Um, The only other thing that I have down for this week is that Ashton and I booked a trip that we have been planning this summer. Um, I've mentioned it a few times. But I, we are heading out to California for his sister's wedding, and we've known of this trip since we were there last summer. Side note, I do really love that he has family out in California. Like, if you've been following me for years, you know that I used to go to California every single summer for um, VidCon, to stay with friends, for Disney. So... And it's been a place that even when I was in my undergrad program, I was considering looking at grad schools in California. I really wanted to move out there. Um, My parents used to live out in San Diego, so it feels so homey in a way, even though I've never lived out there myself. And I love that he's close to his family and, you know, like, we're two for two at this point, like two summers visiting them in a row because we were there last summer and now we're going back for his sister's wedding and I love it so we booked that trip made it official we're staying out there for a full week which I'm really happy about and I don't have to pay for a hotel the full week because we're staying with his family so that's gonna be so great we um 
We're going to go to Disney too, which I'm so excited for. So we booked that as well. We booked, we are staying in a hotel for one night for Disney and um, we bought the Disney tickets already too. Cause you can, since COVID, I think it's post COVID at least you buy them in, in advance and oh my God, they're like getting up there. Like, I don't want to sound old, but I remember when those tickets were $79 and now it was 155 to go on a Monday. Oh my God. Um, inflation. But we got our Disney Park tickets. I'm pumped. We were supposed to go, well, not supposed to, but we were hoping to go last year when we were there. And with the tickets, there just weren't enough available. I don't know if like with COVID or how many they were allowing in, it just didn't work. We were not planning ahead it was a very last minute like should we go to Disney tomorrow type of thing and it couldn't work out so I'm glad that we are planning that this year and I I love a good wedding so I've got my outfit already we've got her bridal shower we've got a family pool party like I'm really excited his family is I don't know I'm a little biased but I do really really love his family and I'm so happy to be able to be part of it in a way with him and share these experiences and yeah they're just so welcoming and warm and the best so I'm I can't wait it's gonna be so fun and like this year we won't have to do too much of the touristy stuff in San Diego because we'll be there for a little bit too I don't want to like give away the whole trip like we're in California like bouncing around places for sure like Orange County LA San Diego but we were in San Diego for a little bit last summer, and um, I'd never been specifically to San Diego, so we did a lot more of the touristy stuff. So it'll be nice this year to like go back and not have to do not have to do it, but you know, do other things. My dad was actually in the Navy, and that's why he and my mom lived in San Diego. And the boat that my dad was on, I believe, is docked by like all of the Navy stuff, and I've always wanted to see it. So. I don't know. It's really special because that's where my parents like ran away to get married and live together when they were 18. They have a crazy love story. I should do a full. My parents would hate it, though, if I talked about it because they're so private. But I, I want to do like a full episode on their love story because, again, I'm biased, but I think it's really sweet and like movie plot esque. Um, but I feel a little bit better, like less stressed now that we have the flights booked and the hotel and Disney booked and all of that. And um, I'm flying Delta Comfort for the first time. That's new. I've flown first class. I, I splurged. I did have a treat myself and I flew first class um, when I went on the yoga retreat a few years ago, last year, year and a half ago. But since then, I don't, I don't mind basic like cabin, main cabin. I would rather not spend more money, but it was really cheap this time to upgrade to Delta Comfort and Ashton kind of like preferred it. So I was like, okay, just like give me 30 bucks and I'll do it. Um, I didn't actually say that. I'll probably just buy him a drink or something. Actually, no. Would he buy me a drink? Yeah, because I didn't really want to pay extra money, but um, it wasn't that bad to upgrade. And the only reason really that I like like first class is because you can drink for free, but I didn't know you could do that in Delta Comfort too. 
So it should pay for itself. And um, I also was able to use miles this time because I have been flying so much. So that was good. That was helpful. I got one of, we booked like two one ways. And so I got to use miles for one of the one ways, which was really helpful. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. I'm not the best flyer anymore. It makes me really anxious because I've been on really scary flights, like dropping type of flights. So I'm always pretty stressed and anxious on a flight. Um, I don't like to like rely on substances, but I do have to get like, I need to not be sober somehow when I'm on a flight now, just so that I'm not stressed and like worried about every little piece of turbulence. Um, but it should be fine. It's literally safer than driving. So should be good. I'm excited for our trip and yeah, we've got Duluth planned next month too. And who knows what else? but I'm really excited. Um, that is my hour-long weekly recap. Thank you for getting through that with me. I know I prefer longer podcasts, so I'm sure if you're still listening, you also prefer it as well. Um, anyway, this wine is giving me dry mouth. I wish I had water near me. Let's get into celebrity sightings or celebrities that I have met because since running into Michelle it kind of like sparked this idea of that would make a really good podcast episode to like talk about other celebrities that I've run into or I've met and like how that went. Um, I don't really have like bad things to say about any of them and I would never come on to my platform and do that. Like I even worried a little bit with Michelle, like I want to say it how it is, but also I totally understand if people don't want to be known or recognized or like, don't want me coming up to them and they deserve privacy but um yeah she just honestly just seemed like she didn't want people to know who she was which is fair um but that being said this does kind of like remind me about how sometimes like when you meet people that you know of or have watched on a show or a movie or a musician or youtube like someone that you know online I know how sometimes it can kind of be disappointing or change your perspective of them when you meet them in person. And I mean, hopefully not with me. Um, I would hate for someone to have that experience if they met me but or have met me. Um, and I hope that I, I mean, I'm like 99.9999% sure that I come across on my content platforms the same way that I do in person. But Um, I know how disappointing or, you know, how much it can change your perspective of someone that you know of with a certain personality, whether they're in character from a show or like on YouTube, when you meet them in person and they are different or you just didn't have the best experience when you've met them. Um, so hopefully you don't have too many stories of that and it honestly, I mean, That's why they say, like, never meet your hero, right? Because it'll change how you view them. But um, I did want to, like, share some of my experiences. And I think for the most part, they didn't really change how I saw them at all. If anything, it kind of just made me like them more or, like, feel more connected. But I don't know. I've got a few good stories. So I wanted to start with the very first celebrity that I remember meeting. And I, I had to dig in my memory to think about this because unless there were people that I met as a kid 
that I wasn't aware was a celebrity. Like, someone threw, like, I don't know. Maybe I should have asked. I don't know. I was not anywhere that I could have met. Oh, you know what? I don't know if he counts. No, he, he doesn't. I'm deciding right now he doesn't. But I went to preschool with um, a Timberwolves basketball player's kid. So then one day he came into the class and brought his medals and, like, talked to us about basketball. And, like, we got to wear his medal and, like, take a picture with him. His name was Kevin Garnett. My mother framed that photo. So I don't know if he was, like, a big sports person back in the 90s. But I guess technically he would be the first celebrity that I met. But when I was really thinking about it, um, the first celebrity that I remember meeting was in sixth grade. Uh, and I went to a meet and greet meetup at Build a Bear at the Mall of America, Mall of America, um, for Allison Stoner. She was in Camp Rock, and this was, I believe, like the year that Camp Rock had like just come out. She, I mean, if you w- watched her, like, I'm pretty sure you would recognize her in a movie or a TV show if you're unfamiliar unfamiliar with her name. Um, I also think, wasn't she like the kid in Missy Elliott's music video? I should have told Ashton that because he didn't know her. Well, he did once I, I, what did I tell him? I was seeing all of these plots trying to get him to recognize this girl's name. But, um, she was, she had, she was an extra in That's So Raven. She played like the celebrity kid at their high school. She was in Zack and Cody. She was like. I think Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, I think she was Cody's love interest for the pageant episode. Cheaper by the Dozen, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, she's on a date with Taylor Lautner. She plays like the tomboy girl. She always played like a tomboy. Um, she had the the Mike Super Short show on Disney Channel where it was like that commercial type of show where they um, they like reviewed movies she oh my god i'm missing one other big disney thing she was in i know it because it was the oh 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 um she plays the voice of candace and phineas and ferb that's what ashton knew he was like well i know who that is (laughs) so she or not candace oh my god i fucked up i told him candace she plays the other girl with the black hair and the purple shirt. What's her name? Fudge. I have to go tell Ashton now that that's Ashley Tisdale. He's going to be so confused. It's like 2 a.m. <laughs> um, he plays Phineas's love. She plays Phineas's love interest. What is her name? I want to say Olive, but I know it's not Olive. Oh, my God. Anyway, she's like a Disney star. Um... And I believe she had this meetup for a movie that she starred in that just came out. It was one of those, like, straight-to-DVD type of movies before you could stream anything. It was something about Alice. I think it was called Meet Alice. It, it was, like, the click type of, like, movie, you know, where it was on DVD. And if you knew it, you knew it. But it wasn't, like, that big. So I think she was promoting that movie because we all got a DVD of it and she would sign it. We had a poster. Um, I think there was one other little like merch thing you got, but she was there to promote her movie. But I think she was just in the first Camp Rock 
And I was so excited to meet her because I've watched her and things on Disney since I was little and I was very starstruck and I couldn't believe that she was like real and there and just sitting there. And we were like about the same age too. So that was the most bizarre thing is that she was just another child basically, but like sitting at a table with a Sharpie, um, ready to sign your poster, um, But I remember when it was my turn and I walked up to her, she complimented my shirt. She said, I like your shirt. And I said, thank you. I like yours too. And it was like a shirt with cupcakes on it. My shirt. It was a shirt with cupcakes on it from Justice because I shopped at Justice far too long until I got teased for it by a girl in seventh grade. I won't name drop her, but that was really mean because <laughs> she asked where something was from and I was honest and I told her justice and she was like isn't that like a little kid store and I felt I was like no <laughs> but anyway so um she was really really nice and she asked me what my, my name was and how to spell it and she wrote it down and I got a picture with her and it's it was on my dad's flip phone at the time so I'm sure it's just long gone at this point but Um, I wish I still had that photo. I probably, it probably looks so like 2008. Um, But yeah, it was really cool. And I hung that poster in my room, like my whole preteen era. What's really funny, and this is like the funniest full circle moment, is um, Allison Stoner and I ended up at like the same VidCon creator after party one year where I think it was my last year at VidCon because that's where I got like the all access wristbands through one of my friends who was a featured creator. She like gave me a guest one. So we were like, we were in the good part of VidCon that year, which was unreal. And I'm so glad I got to experience that as well. But we ended up at this party together and she was like, breaking down, dancing on the dance floor. This was maybe 2016, 2017, 2017 maybe. So past all of the Camp Rocks, I think she was like done with acting at this point and more so um, uploading videos on YouTube, which is why she was at VidCon. And I didn't even realize it was her at first because at these parties, there's so many people and everybody is a creator. So it can kind of be overwhelming. But I remember, like, after she finished dancing with this guy, and I mean, like, breakdown beat, like, um, competition type of dancing next to someone, not, like, prom dancing. Um, I remember, like, talking to her and, like, telling her how insane this was because I was like, no, like, I literally went to your meet and greet. Like, (laughs) we were laughing so hard. But it was a really cool, like, full circle moment of, like, I once stood in line to get a picture with you and now we're both on the same dance floor and like not in our awkward preteen stages anymore. Um, So that was really cool. And then, okay, let's go back. So sixth grade, first time meeting a celebrity. I think the next celebrity encounter after that meet and greet at Builder Bear was in high school. I believe, I know it's like a big jump, but I... I don't think I was doing anything in school where I could have, like, met someone, you know? Like, I went to Jingle Ball a few years and, like, saw Justin Bieber in concert, but I wasn't meeting someone. And I want to just talk about the people that I've met, not, like, paid to see in concert. 
So, I mean, that's kind of on brand, though, for this next one, because I did buy um, VIP concert tickets to meet this artist before her show. And before I tell you who it is, I don't know why I'm building it up so much. I just feel like it's more entertaining. But I really, really loved her. Like, this was on my 10th grade bucket list to meet her. And I had no idea that by 12th grade I would do it. But um, I loved her music. She really helped me. And I just, I liked her a lot. So when I saw on the email list from her website that I was a part of that she was coming to Minnesota, I like wanted to go so badly. I literally bought, this is sad too, because like I swear I had friends, but (laughs) no one wanted to go. And I couldn't really find anyone at high at my high school that would go with me. Like the only other person I knew that listened to, I should just tell you because it's getting too big. Um, it was to meet Christina Perry. So like Jar of Hearts, A Thousand Years. Um, she was so I have both of her CDs. Like I loved her, and there were like a few friends I knew that that liked her at the time because she was big. You know, like when she popped off after her song Jar of Hearts was on Dancing with the Stars finale, like she had her peak moment that brought her into the fame that she's in today. But I like was asking around and no one wanted to go. Like literally nobody committed. There was this one new girl where I was like, hey, like I know you like her. Like, do you want to come with me? And she backed out. My friend from art class backed out. And I just said F it and I bought one ticket and went by myself. I bought the VIP meet and greet ticket as well to meet her before the show, which I wasn't that aware of like concerts. Like I hadn't been to a lot as a kid because my parents weren't the type of parents to buy me tickets for that. Like if I got invited to them by friends, I could. If I paid for them by myself, I would go. Like I paid to see the Jonas Brothers in sixth grade. That was an unreal concert. And I... I um, I got invited to see Jingle Ball, yeah, for one year with a friend. But other than that, like, I didn't really know that you could just pay to meet somebody at a show. So when I saw that on her website, I bought the... T- I want to know how, how much it was back in the day because I don't think it was that much money. Um, but I met her and, like, looking back... Um, I like it kind of makes sense why I was so obsessed with her, but I like her music helped me so much songs that weren't played on the radio too, like arms from her first album Um, and jar of hearts. Like I can still play that on the piano by memory. Like it's one of the first songs that I really got down and I love it so much that era, like that time, what a time. And it's funny because looking back, okay. Uh, I'll share it, I guess, because it's real. This is like closeted baby gay relatable content. But looking back, I think I just liked her so much because she looked just like somebody that I had a crush on at the time before I realized I had a crush on them, like subconsciously, I guess. But it didn't click yet that I liked her, but she looked just like this person in my life that I thought I just wanted to be, you know, because that's like another thing with like discovering your sexuality is figuring out like 
oh, do I want to be her or do I want to be with her? Do I look up to her or do I want to date her? Like there's a very blurred line because you just start to admire someone and be like, I love her so much, but like what type, you know? So when I think back, I think it's just because she looked like someone, I I almost, I'm not going to say it, but she looked like somebody that I realized as an adult that I think I liked before admitting, acknowledging, or being aware that I liked them as a kid. Or not kid, high school senior. But anyway, I still loved Christina Perry. Like, I keep up with her on socials, even Facebook, and I have her most recent CDs. But that was like the first celebrity meeting too where, you know, we met backstage and I hugged her and we got pictures and I still have those pictures on my first iPhone they're rough. They are so rough. Maybe I'll post. Okay. For my, for my post on Instagram this week, I'll post as many photos that I can find from when I met celebrities. They're going to be all, oh, I wish I had, maybe it's on my old email account. Cause I did email out the Allison Stoner picture. I'm going to find it. I will. I want to find it so badly. I'm going to find, um, as many pictures as I can and post it to the breaking up podcast Instagram this week. So be on the lookout for that. But it was a rough picture with Christina Perry. I'll say that. I don't know why I thought that outfit was like the outfit to wear. I don't know. But hey, it was 2014. So who knows? Um, But yeah, I went by myself. I went early. I met her. I gave her um, a letter that I wrote basically just saying how much I loved her and how much her music helped and all of that. And she was really, really sweet. Like the sweetest person ever. She was also so little. Like I had no idea that she was shorter than me and I'm five two. So she was like five, maybe five feet, but she was so, so nice and just like so happy. I know it was a meet and greet. So like they usually are, but she just, I feel like she just has like a really big happy heart and I was able to tell her in person, like, how much I loved her music and how much it helped and how much, like, oh, oh my God, this was the other thing. I followed her Tumblr. Back in the day, Tumblr was the place and she was so active on it. That was, like, the first form of, like, raw social media that some celebrities were part of and would, like, answer questions and make all these personal posts. So I think I told her about her Tumblr, too, and how much I loved it, but... I went to her show and like I said, I went by myself and I got there early to meet her. So I was literally like front row on the floor the whole time. Unreal. Um, And Birdie opened up for her. So that was cool because I also really love Birdie. So she was like a teenager at the time. I think she was like 15, 16 years old, but um, no one really knew of her at the time. And she said how she was just going to be hanging out in the back after the show if you want to come say hi. So I totally said hi to her on the way out and that was really cool. So I got to meet her as well. Um, but that's one of those concerts that I went to by myself where I realized, you know, like it's important to be able to do that in my mind. Like it's good. It can feel like a little in the moment. It might feel like embarrassing or you know, you, it might feel like you it, it's weird to go by yourself, but I was so in it with the music that I didn't really notice, and 
I don't know. I mean, like, I was going to go to the Taylor Swift concert by myself, too, but I finally found someone to go with, thank God. Um, but I think it's important to to be able to confidently do things by yourself. It might not always be the happiest experience, but I want to be able to, like, take myself out and do that. Um, but, yeah, up until, like, my senior year of high school, those are my celebrity stories, and then the rest are honestly youtubers slash influencers that maybe became celebrities or i mean there's one that is like a nepo baby but um the rest of these people on my list are more so from the youtube world but i did go to vidcon for three years in a row so i met basically everybody that was somebody during those years whether that was through a meet and greet or just passing in the hallway or in the hotel, or out on the expo hall, like, you run into everyone, like, Gabby Hanna, expo hall, um, and the vlog squad, everywhere, Claudia Saluski and Rebecca Black on, like, a tent outside talking, like, they were, it was just the place to be, what's that TikTok sound of, um, oh, the one where she's like, ah, this was, this was Coachella 2016. This was like, oh, I can't remember right now. I cannot think of it, but it's like the time, you know? This was like, this was it. Um, but some people that I did meet at um, these VidCons include, um, oh, I have like a bigger one first I kind of want to talk about. But that one's at Playlist Live. I also went to Playlist Live in 2016, I believe, in D.C., which was very different from a VidCon experience, but also still super fun. And you, there's like a less chance of running into bigger YouTubers just out and about. But I did do like a huge meet and greet with a lot of lifestyle and beauty influencers, but I won't get into all of them, maybe vaguely. Um, but the main person of this meet and greet that I think everybody was kind of like choosing that one for was Tana Mojo. This was like stalker, toothbrush, um, teenage Tana Mojo era. 2016, she was a baby. She was still like telling story times in her bedroom. She was little, but this was right when she popped off. So everyone was there to meet Tana. And in Tana fashion, she's late. She comes in. She's it basically might have been on like a chariot. She's basically wearing lingerie. I am not exaggerating, especially for the time. She was in like this white lacy lingerie piece. And of course, everyone's like, this is so Tana, like so on brand, you know, but she was so nice. I vlogged with Tana. And that's the thing. Like I went down the line and just vlogged with all of them. Oh my God. I bet that vlog is so cringy and it's on my vlog channel not even my main channel YouTube page, but the weird thing is she was younger than me. Like I was in college and she was still in high school and I was like giddy excited to meet her, but that was cool. Um, I've also, this one's kind of funny, but I met the church twins on this meet and greet panel too, like Shelby and Monica Church. And they've been around in the YouTube game for a while. And that's like the thing. If you watch YouTubers, like my, my like, 
the people that I keep up with are the girls that I've watched since high school. It's like that first original beauty influencer community of the church twins, Claudia Saluski, even Rebecca Black, Lauren um, Lif- Luth, and I can't, I don't know her last name, but like Lauren Elizabeth. Um, and then Adubs, who I still watch, and she's changed a lot and evolved. There's so many. Um, even like Strawberry Electric, Christy Vetter, like I know all of these names because of like their prime time, whether or not they're still active. Anyway, what's funny about the church twins is I think I've met them like four or five times. Like I've literally run into Shelby on the streets of VidCon in the expo hall. Um, I met her at the meet and greet for like the third or fourth time. And then I was at a dinner with like literally just friends at, I think it was a VidCon. And she was there at the dinner, too. That dinner was something else. That was, like, I don't want to name drop, but that was, like, you get 15, 20 beauty guru influencer girls together, and you're going to hear some tea. You're going to hear some drama, especially during that prime time. But she was at that dinner as well. Like, I've seen her around a lot. And then what's really funny is Shelby reached out when she was doing her OnlyFans documentary um, asking if I wanted to be a part of it. And I didn't tell her that we like met before because when we met at the dinner, I told, she introduced herself and she was like, Hey, I'm Shelby. And at that dinner, I said like, Oh, we've actually met a few times. Or I, I didn't say it like in that tone. I can't remember, but I remember saying like, yeah, like we've met like a few times at VidCon, um, and whatever and she like didn't remember and felt bad so this time I like didn't even want to say anything when we had our zoom call for the OnlyFans stuff so I didn't mention how like I've met her a gazillion times but I had um I literally have like pictures too and vlog footage of like most of those interactions which is funny but um yeah her and Monica are I mean I don't have anything like crazy to say I think they're exactly as they are in on their channels um, I guess, like, no, I'm going to move on. I don't want to say anything. They were both really sweet. <laughs> um, I've run into, like, a lot of people at VidCon, like, out just, like, literally by the food trucks. Uh, Jesse Page was pretty big in 20... 20- 2016 I saw her out there got a picture with her she was so sweet I think she's I don't really keep up with her to be honest but she was popping off during that time um oh I forget that um did I talk I didn't talk about that party yet I'm gonna get there um I also ran into no other is it no other or none other none other I ran into none other than the Olivia Jade herself out by the food trucks when I was getting food at VidCon. Um, I think this was like her senior year of high school, maybe. Yeah, it was because I remember it was right before the scandal broke out because I like mentioned at my work when I was serving, I was like, no way. Like I literally just saw her last summer. I can't believe it. But I ran into her at the food trucks and she um, looked gorgeous Again, I think she was, what, like a 18 senior in high school? Yeah, so she was young. 
But if you're unfamiliar, this is the college scandal. One of the many kids from the big college scandal that broke out a few years ago. This is Lori Laughlin's daughter, Massimo's, Massimo's daughter, Nepo baby to its finest. Um, big YouTuber. And she was really thriving at this time. She was almost to a million subscribers because in the vlog clip of when we meet, I mentioned in the vlog, like, she's so close to a million like, if there's some chance that you're not following her, like, go follow her, which is so funny, like, looking back on it now. But um, she was really, really sweet. And so I'm really glad that that was, like, a good experience. But um, it definitely, like, didn't age that well because not even, like, the next summer, I think, was the hardest or, like, not the hardest. What am I saying? The next summer was when everything broke out and... Oh, that's what I was getting at. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm a little, I don't know. But I ran into her at the food trucks. And then I think it was the following summer or maybe later that same VidCon. It's a little hazy. I'd have to watch the vlogs. It was when I was at a party. This is what I was going to get into. Um, so, oh, I did talk about this. I knew it sounded familiar. So the party that I met Allison Stoner at, that like VidCon creator party, Olivia Jade was there. Um, now, there was a VIP like second story balcony part of this party. So you could see people from afar. And I know it's not their scene, but I swear I saw Morgan Adams up there with Ryland. I could be off. It was from a distance, but it looked like them and they were like up away from like all the craziness it also looked like james charles was up there but again don't know i also think i saw him at the hyatt that um hotel but someone else that i saw right away when i got into this party it was at the house of blues so it was huge open bar crazy like back in the that was it i think that's like the peak of vidcon and youtubers like that was before tiktok musically like it was YouTubers or bust. So it was the place to be. Uh, everyone was there. Right when we walked in, Emma Chamberlain walked by. And this was like Visco Girl era. It was her and like Ellie Thuman and like God knows who else. But like these little girls. I am in high. I know I'm in college. Am I still in college at this point? It's 2016. They're in high school. They're, they look little. And they have on their little like whatever those backpacks were that starts with the F and like scrunchies, high ponies, high-waisted shorts. And I send a panicky group text to the group text being like, Emma Chamberlain just walked by because that was like the summer where she really was like popping off and blowing up. And she was one of the biggest stars that year at VidCon. So that was crazy. Um, I didn't say anything because I was honestly a little too nervous and she was already getting so much attention just by other creators. It just didn't seem I, I couldn't get myself to do it. Um, but that was a big one that I met. And then also the vlog squad back in the day, like I went to one of this one is also all vlogged, but it's it's I don't know. This is one of my better like I know it didn't age well and that most of these people did not do good things and that the vlog squad is canceled and over. But at the time, like putting yourself into 2016 shoes or lenses, like this was a really big deal. And I got one of their phone numbers, which just like freaked me out. But um, I went to a panel that David Dobrik was on and it was kind of set up where halfway through the panel at VidCon, Jason was going to come through and do one of his characters. 
looking back, not a good character to do. And I think that's part of the reason why they were canceled, because it was inappropriate. But I had a really good spot. One of the first chairs rose. And when he did his bit, I also had my Canon G7X, which is like a really nice camera. And I got the whole thing on like footage and Jason and David didn't film it. So Jason started asking and like whispering to people like, hey, did you get that like on camera afterwards? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I showed him right away. And there's photos of us. One of my friends took a picture of Jason looking at my camera being like, that's good. That's good. Can you send, can we, I get this from you? So after the panel ended, Jason took me backstage and, um, I didn't have like the right credentials and the security was on it. They were like, she can't be back here. And he was like, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I just like, it's going to be two minutes. And eventually they were nice and they were like, okay, just like sit over there. But like, she cannot. And I, we weren't allowed like in the back back. They made Jason like sit on the side that was viewable by like the public. So I remember when we were finishing up, there was like a crowd forming. Cause again, 2016, like they were hot at VidCon and people saw them like right away. Anyway, so we're sitting on this bench and he's putting my memory chip into his um, computer. He's getting the footage. I'm talking to him. He was so nice, like definitely old dad vibes, like high school teacher vibes. Like he was asking me about my YouTube channel and just like what I do and how old I was and my name, not in like a weird way, but just kind of like a dad energy way. And I mean, it makes sense. He's a dad, but like to someone that I saw in vlogs and like, I mean, he was a big character at the time. So I was so starstruck. I couldn't, I was shaking at some points being there and he vlogged me, which was like, I was so starstruck as like a little YouTuber at this time. He put me in his vlog and then I put him in my vlog and we vlogged a little bit and he kept being like, what can I do for you? Like, thank you so much for helping me out. And I was like, honestly, like, don't even worry about it. Like, thank you. Like, is it okay if I just like vlog with you real quick? Like, I didn't want anything. And then he asked me like for my phone number in case I did need something or something like that. He was like, here's my number. Like, in case you need anything, let me know. And all of my friends with me were like, you need to ask him to like shout you out. They were like, he's literally asking you to ask him. But I never want to like social climb or like use people. And I never did. And then I woke up the next day to a text from Jason Nash saying, what's your YouTube channel? And we were all screaming in the hotel room. I told him right away and I thought he would like include it or put it in something. And I never really found like, I never saw it in any of his vlogs from that day, so I think he might have just wanted to creep, which is fine. I mean, I, I had, like, I was a, I, I, I don't know. I think I had, like, 20K at the time, but it was still, like, a, a big moment, and I was so happy. And what's really funny is I know he's changed his phone number since then, or at least that's what David keeps telling him to do, because I've heard that in a podcast years ago, but... When I'm on, like, Instagram or TikTok and I go through my contacts of, like, who you should follow, he still shows up of, like, someone that's in my contacts that's using TikTok, which I think is so funny. So it also shows that he has, like, the same number. 
Um, that was a big moment. I think that's everything I have on my... Oh, okay. The other person I have, she's kind of a YouTube star, but she was also on Ellen. She was one of like the viral kids. Sophia Grace from Sophia Grace and Rosie. She does have a YouTube channel, and I did see her at VidCon because I was in the lobby of the Hyatt Hotel, which at the time was blocked off. That was where they kept all of the creators, and you had to have like a specific wristband to be allowed into the hotel, even like on the property. I got the wristband from one of my, the friend that was featured that year, as I mentioned, and um, we were in the lobby, and I think Sophia Grace must have been like 10 at the time. Like, she wasn't quite the teenager that she started posting, like, music videos as, but um, she, like, it's kind of funny looking back, so I hope she's okay with me saying that. She was definitely throwing a little fit in the lobby with her grandma, I assume. I don't know. Something wasn't going her way, and she was pouting, and kind of, she, like, stomped right by, and I was like, is that, like, I saw her for a moment, and then she, like, pouted on a bench, but hey, it's a big event for a 10 year old. Like I'd probably by the end of it be throwing fits too. So I thought that was just kind of comical. Um, but yeah, most of my celebrity encounters have just been YouTubers or influencers because that's more of the world that I'm part of. And, you know, since the concerts, I don't think there's anyone I've really met. I've gone to concerts, like small concerts with artists that I love and have been able to talk to, but you know, I don't really like count those. I went to Lizzie McAlpine last fall before she blew up on TikTok and um, she was at one of the First Avenue concert venues in Minneapolis and it was such a fun, intimate show and Carol Aids opened up for her who was so funny and so sweet. I went to Charlie Berg who I love so much last year as well and I'm going to Yolklore this year. I'm so pumped. That is my favorite band. Taylor Swift is my favorite artist. Yolklore is my favorite band. So there's people like that too, but like I don't really consider it like a celebrity encounter, you know, someone out in the wild. Um, for that, it would have to be Michelle from The Bachelorette, which I guess it really was only a matter of time since we're kind of in the same age bracket and both live in Minnesota. It was bound to happen, right? So that was something, definitely like a story to tell. And I feel like I've been initiated somehow into like the Minneapolis. I don't know. Is there anybody else that I've met in Minneapolis? I went to like shows and stuff. I don't know. I think that's everyone, but I'm definitely curious. I love hearing about like celebrity um, stories and like times that you've met somebody. So I am so curious if you have any stories like that, please let me know on Instagram or YouTube or however you can. I am genuinely so interested in like hearing about that time that you met somebody and I'll try to dig and find some good throwback pictures to post on my Instagram this week as well. So definitely check out the breaking up underscore podcast Instagram. I don't have any TV shows or movies to share this week. I genuinely did not watch anything. Um, but Carrie Soto is back. The book by Taylor Jenkins Reid and Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. They both arrived in the mail. So I'm so excited to read those and I'll be able to talk about books soon. Um, but yeah, I guess I just had such a busy 
weekend out and working that Ashton and I didn't even watch anything together. We watched Baby Mama for one night, like vaguely as like background. Well, not background. That sounds like we were doing something else, but we were like falling asleep to it basically. And then we watched Sisters the next night, but I passed out like immediately. And I've seen both of those like a gazillion times. So yeah, no TV shows or movies for this episode, but it's totally fine because this was you know, long, a longer episode as it is. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please follow the podcast, Instagram, my Instagram, YouTube. If you want to deep dive and find these old vlogs from VidCon, I'm sure there's more people that I met that I completely forgot about, but you know, those were just the ones that came to mind for the podcast. Um, it's two seventeen in the morning. Oh my God. I've got to go to bed. Uh, But I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you. Well, I guess I'll hear you next week in the next episode and I'll chat with you then. Bye.